Hello everyone, thank you for clicking on the button. Uh, appreciate it, this is Sport and Life and we've got broadcaster, presenter, best after dinner football host on the circuit in Ireland, I think Australia, United States of America, the one and only talk of the tune, Pete Graves. Pete, you well? Good to oh, see you. I'm good, what an intro, I didn't know where we were going. That's amazing. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's kind of like, this is your life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me, because we've known each other for over a decade now, and to talk, to me, I said, but to talk on the podcast, because it's always been quite hilarious. You've got quite a big social media following, but you were born, well, not born, were you born, you were born in Newcastle, yeah, right there, yeah. yeah. You're born, raised, kind of started your career there, commentating on the team, covering the team. So you're down at Sky Sports with me now, yeah. but you've got this fervent following, which is, I guess, a, a curse and a blessing at different times. But it's interesting that the dynamics of it and of a fandom, because one thing that I've been really interested in is like whether it's good for us to be football fans or not, um, mm. the positives of it and the negatives of it. There's a kid I remember not wanting to go to school when Man United lost and there's a Blackburn Rovers fan in our school and stuff like that. But for you with, with Newcastle, you, you see these fans who... They really suffer afterwards, don't they? And yeah. what, what do you make of the, uh, the state of being a fan? Well, there's two. Look, there's two. When I first got into the broadcasting industry, there was an idea that you don't ever tell anyone who you support, right? Yeah. So if you worked in even in local media, yeah, the media just don't ever reveal. That was always the old school way: don't reveal who you support. Yeah. And I never really understood it. I thought, oh, it'd be better if we all just admitted who we supported. Yeah. And that seems to be... But I kind of now, I've gone full circle, and now I understand why yeah, they yeah. used to say, don't tell anyone who you support. But you have to be impartial, don't you, as well? So even if you support a team, I think in our job, you learn to be that way, that you kind of mm. can shelve it a little bit. Yeah, and have it's a hard, bit of perspective. isn't it? It's yeah. hard, because I try to be impartial, but I am I am moody if I go on air and <laughs> Newcastle have just lost. Or, and if, if, I, if I'm on air while Newcastle are playing, yeah. um, and I'm meant to be keeping an eye on all these other things, you do get distracted. Yeah, I am yeah, sort yeah. of keeping more of an eye on the Newcastle game than, than I am on, on the other stuff. So, you know, if, and that's just me being brutally honest. So I, I think I kind of understand why the old school of thinking, when I first got into the industry, it's like, don't ever tell anyone what, who you support. <laughs> and now it's like, I got the point, I do a column in the Newcastle program. I did what well, I did up until yeah. this season, I had done for the past five seasons. Um, I sort of associated with the club in many ways. I've hosted things for them over the mm. years. Uh, and I go to every game and I, I sort of tweet about it, me and my son and my dad at yeah. the game. Um, but yeah, I wonder whether it would have been better to to keep it to keep it quiet because the the downside is every time Newcastle fans are upset with well anything um, you, they want you to solve it they they want me to solve it or they, or or I think sometimes that can be blamed or used as a as a scapegoat because. Mike Ashley's not on Twitter mm. or social media. Lee Charlie's not on social media. Um, and when it comes to, even if Sky changed, the fixture gets changed, <laughs> which I've got to be in my bonnet about anyway, because the Premier League changed the fixtures. Yeah. And the Sky, by the way. Well, this is Amazon though, isn't it, coming up with? Well, look, yeah. I mean, fixtures get changed and it's a combination of people that do those changes. But I will get battered by Newcastle fans because I'm the only person that they think, they think, oh, yeah. right, Newcastle fixtures changed for Friday night in London. I'm going to message Pete Graves and give him some grief because this is... And I'd, say, I'd love to be in the position where I was right that high up in the tree that I was sort of making changes to fix shit. Yeah. And from what I can understand anyway, yeah, like I say, there's a lot of people make those decisions. It's made by the Premier League, different broadcasters. There's a whole combination. You can't blame one. No, you're not being singled out, but that's part of the football tribalism, isn't it? You always think that you're the hard done by one, that you're being singled out yeah. for bad treatment. Yeah, every football fan yeah. is the same as well. And this is what I try and say to Newcastle fans, is that, I mean, some of the things I've been tweeted over the years, I mean, 
people will tweet me say, why did they play fake booze over the final whistle? And you go, what? So when they've showed the final whistle at St. James's Park, they've, they've sound upon it. Conspiracy. Fake, conspiracy fake, yeah, fake booing on it. As if we've got the time, we're trying to get that footage out as quick as possible. Yeah. So we haven't got someone in the back room who's, gonna, who's got a, a button to press, which is going to put fake booing. It's like, I was at the game, nobody was booing at full time. You put, it's like, come on, because it's Because it's their world, though. It's almost like they think it's everyone else's to a certain yeah. extent as well. It's an, it, one thing that struck me with Sunderland, it was funny speaking to Tom White, obviously our co-presenter, and he talked about how his, his girlfriend had a, a thing on her phone where it alarmed when Sunderland had lost because she knew, knew he'd be in a bad mood. <laughs> it was a Sunderland till I yeah. die documentary It struck me. One guy with a family was saying, oh. it was like, right, that's it, Sunderland have lost. I'm not going to speak to my family all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you just think there's kind of too much emotional damage. Is, it's like, I don't know why that's a northeast thing. There's, there's a lot of depression flows through the city of Newcastle and I guess through Sunderland as well when the, when the team have lost. And, yeah. and, and the feeling on the streets when the team have won will last the whole week. So Newcastle won a couple of games in a row. You could walk through Newcastle City Centre today and everyone's got a spring in their step. Then if they're on a bad run, you walk through the city centre and it just feels all doom and gloom. Yeah. That's the, it's the way of the city. Everyone from the old lady down the, the local shop on the corner all the way through. That's something Bobby Robson used to say about the region. They're all knowledgeable about football. Yeah. And you don't expect it. You, you get chatting to some some old lady and she'll she'll know the ins and outs of the squad. And, you know, she'll be, not just the, 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 the best known players. She'll be plucking out the sort of... Uh, the, the guys on the bench and said, oh, I thought he'd have got a start last week and, and it's, it's incredible but uh, now I wouldn't want to be from anywhere else and you know I try and I always have this thing I try and reply to uh, people who tweet me as often as I can and try and, and it's great when when you you can get through to them and you can see them sort of change their minds about things yeah. and we do get angry I get angry about things as a football fan and you know you, you, you get furious about things I, had, I was furious all summer about so much that happened at the club yeah. and I don't know why because I've been following the club long enough to know that <laughs> things come around but Rafa but also they went, but, then, I, but Newcastle haven't won, it, haven't won anything in, yeah. your, in your lifetime no they? no but it's still that expectancy it's a bit like West Ham really mm. in London there's those yeah. fans that remember Winning the cup in 1980, and that's, yeah. That's, well, that's I think with Newcastle, it came from. It's not. It's not. We haven't won anything really since the 50s. It was the FA Cup in the 1950s, but then they won the fair. Well, yeah, the first cup. cup in 69, um, which is the the old UEFA or Europa League. Um, but really, a proper a proper trophy. And Bobby Moncur, if he's listening to this, yeah, our ex captain who lifted that Fairs Cup. No disrespect to him or that team, but I guess you've got to go back to the fifties. Yeah, a, a proper proper trophy, you would say, the FA Cup. Um, it, but people, the, the, the people talk about Newcastle fans having an expectation of of winning things all the time. They don't. But I think the Kevin Keegan era when we're yeah. so close to the title, and this is Bobby Robson era again, where we got back up there into the Champions League. Um, it comes from that really and but they it, want it to be entertaining as well don't they I think it's the big thing because yeah, it means so fans, much to everyone all football fans want that yeah. all football fans yeah. want that and all football fans yeah I mean I was listening to the radio today and uh, uh, people talking about West Ham and their struggles at the moment and the fans are fuming and it's understandable we want our football teams to, yeah. go, to do well there's a lot of money sloshing around in the in the, in the the top echelons of football and uh, you know we, we want to see it invested in the right way I guess it's, a, um, it's an interesting Newcastle is a particular place obviously West Ham is one of many many teams in in London whereas Newcastle when you go up there and my brother married a Geordie up there and lives in, in near Rowlands Gill in the city and it's, it's amazing because you go around for, for for miles and A, everyone has the same accent everyone kind of knows each other it's a lot more homogenous than, than down south I suppose and there's that intensity isn't there and a pressure cooker and it's difficult because what you want when you're all that way focused and that's your world is you expect everyone owners, managers to be 
that way. I suppose Steve Bruce is now because he grew up watching Newcastle yeah. as, a, as a fan. Perhaps he understands it more, but obviously Mike Ashley is a, a southern businessman doesn't view it the same way. But that is a, that's a problem in football now, isn't it? The money's attracted people, business people into it and they, mm. it's hard for them to empathise with the fans' passion. But that passion is it's what keeps the show going, isn't it? It keeps our jobs going. Yeah. People, Sky Sports subscriptions, tickets mm. for games, all that kind of stuff keeps it, keeps it flowing. It's not But it's just how, can you be passionate and be... Like you know, because you, you like say you, you get to a certain stage when you're both we're both fathers and you can't be devastated after every loss because no. you can't you know you have no. to get on with your life. Well, my son you? my son does that for me now because yeah. he's eight, so he's like moody all week of Newcastle, <laughs> so he's kind of taken on that mantle. Yeah, my son was actually born in London and uh, then obviously moved up to Newcastle as a baby, and all the family live back in Newcastle now. Um, but so he could have he could have been within his rights to choose a London team. Yeah, like QPR got... or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he could have gone for a Spurs or a Chelsea or an Arsenal, yeah. and maybe have a chance of winning something in his lifetime. But he's gone he's gone two footed into, into Newcastle. <laughs> the thing is, even at school, it's kind of it's bred in, in school. They, they sort of like right last one at the end. You see the teachers, yeah. the last one at the end's a Sunderland fan, and all the kids <laughs> sprint to the end of the. the you know, yeah, so no one in the schools in Newcastle sports anyone but. Newcastle. No, everyone support all the kids support yeah. Newcastle, and you know it's uh, it's you know they go to a place a local team on training on a on a Wednesday night, whatever. All the kids are in every Newcastle kit, one, yeah, yeah. half of them in the first kit, second kit, third kit. And, you know, you might see the occasional Barcelona or Real Madrid, but you'll not see any Chelsea, Man United, <laughs> certainly not any Sunderland. I mean, that's <laughs> in the city. But then you'd go across into Sunderland, and it's exactly the same over there. Yeah. As everyone support all the kids support Sunderland. It's great, you know. It's great. I mean, it's. Um, I'm not. My parents aren't from the northeast. My dad is from Wigan, and my mum was from Doncaster. So when I was a kid, my dad used to pick, open the newspaper. Does he support Wigan Athletic? He? he supports Newcastle. He's season yeah. ticket holder now, but he no, he always had a soft spot for Liverpool. And that, when I was a, a, a little lad, I, I, that sort of gave me a soft spot for Liverpool as well. Um, but then he, t- when I, when I, my interest for football grew, yeah. he was going to take me to matches, and he used to take me to St James's Park to watch Newcastle, or he'd take me to Roker Park to watch Sunderland, Essen Park to watch Middlesbrough, really? Brunton Park to watch Carlisle. Went all over the northeast watching football. Yes, yeah. And I had a real passion for nor. I used to have this thing. I support all the northeast teams. Yeah. But then as I got older, sort of, you know. It's, 13, 14, I really sort of settled on Newcastle. and Well, it was about 95, 96 when they yeah, almost caught on the title. Yeah. And there was a couple of games around then. There was the Barcelona game. I went to yeah. that game and, and, and uh, you know, my, my love for Newcastle. My first ever game was Newcastle. So yeah. they were always my, they were always my favourite. It was an FA Cup game. Um, Newcastle in Division 2 at the time. Um, they played Derby County who were in Division 1 and they had like Dean Saunders and Peter Shilton and Mark Wright. Yeah. Newcastle won that day. FA Cup third round. And that was really where my love for football really kicked up a gear. So I always had that love for Newcastle. But sometimes, it, you know, my, my dad would pick up the paper and Sunderland were in Division 1, Newcastle were in Division 2 at the time. Yeah, yeah. And Sunderland would be playing at Arsenal or Man United. Yeah. And my dad would go, oh, come on, we'll go to Roper Park. And it was like a treat, you know. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, they're, they're playing Arsenal. Yeah. And I'd go along. And I was just, it, my dad, it was never, we never supported any of the teams. It was, we just went to watch the game. Yeah. Almost like neutrals. But you're also aware that, I guess, in the northeast, it's good for the whole region because with football bringing, mm. and that's what came out of Sunderland Until I Die documentary, was even the fact that when they're getting relegated to the championship in League yeah. One, yeah. the kitchen staff are worried about losing their jobs because are. the whole thing, yeah. and it affects the whole, the the whole area. Needs, the region needs, and, I, and it's a controversial virtual opinion and I've done this before and again I've been absolutely slated on social media I wish Sunderland good luck in the playoffs last year which obviously yeah. they lost in the final um, but I, I do I'd love to see 
in the nineties, like you saw Sunderland, Newcastle, and Middlesbrough all competing yeah. in the yeah. top ten, and it was great time. It was a great time to be a, to be a fan of a northeast football team. And there are there's a new generation of Newcastle fans. Not just a new generation. There's, there's older Newcastle fans as well who would rather see them go into liquidation, right? Really, but it's not my it's not my personal opinion. Can, can you be a passionate fan and not? have that like them and us thing that's the question isn't it you can well, have the I us think, but not the them because people have that kind of hate as well which I, I think this is, always is the, this is the issue and fans need to try and understand if they can that when you work in the industry and the same goes for players yeah once you're a footballer okay you can <laughs> you can be brought up a, a Newcastle supporter and then as a player you sign for Sunderland, okay? And we've seen it with Steve Bruce, who's, who's managed Sunderland. We've seen it, we've seen it with Jack Colback, who, who was yeah, Sunderland, yeah. Uh, giving the Newcastle fans grief. And then he signed for Newcastle. He was, but it happens to players that play for both teams. When you're playing for that, and you said it before with the documentary, the, the, the Sunderland documentary, when you're playing for that football club and you get to know the kitchen staff, the, the, the guys who work in admin, the finance team, all the, all the millions mm. of people that work at a football club, you become ingrained in you that, and it, you you know you 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 start caring for the club on a different level, and I understand why footballers who've played for a certain team always love that football yeah. club, you know, and it's the same when you work in the industry. I can never hate Sunderland because I know too many people who work in the press department there. I know too many players yeah. who play in the first team, and, and we're so, also in touch with all the fans at Sky Sports as well. Aren't we? Exactly. So we know we know how everyone hurts. Yeah, yeah, and you've got to. I couldn't do my job if I hated a football <laughs> yeah. club. Yeah. You know, you've got to have, you've got to be impartial, but I think you've got to want all teams in some ways to do well. Yeah. You know what? You can't do this job and hate a football <laughs> team. It's quite, it's, it does make me laugh about the, the Newcastle thing though, because it's, it is different because I was born in London. I would have been, I guess, by birth, even though my family's West London, I was born in Mile End Hospital in East London. So I would have been a West Ham fan, potentially, or maybe a Tottenham fan by geography or Leighton Orient. But obviously moved around. My dad was a Manchester United fan. He was from the North. And his family's from the north, um, so that's kind of where where I went to. But it's yeah. where I grew up in uh, secondary school was a place called Malvern, which is sort of southwest Midlands between Birmingham and Bristol. And actually, there's no obvious club. A lot of people were Aston Villa, maybe Bristol City, but there's no kind of big club. Now I live in Cheltenham, so it's kind of see it's still there. And Cheltenham's yeah. a, a League Two team, which I love going down to watch Cheltenham Town. Actually, and you can do that. You but, can support a Premier League team yeah. and a lower league or non-league but, team. I think. Yeah, but in those areas, you do have people supporting Tottenham, people supporting Arsenal, people supporting Manchester. United it's, it's really different whereas at school we'd have like 10 or 15 different people in the, in the school because of Premier, there was no Premier League team close but yeah. that Newcastle environment is amazing it's a proper goldfish bowl it makes me laugh some of the things that you get on social media because you developed early on social media I know been on Twitter since you worked in the North East you've got a lot of passionate following when uh, recently someone gave you a Chelsea mug on set just to have a cup yeah, of tea yeah, <laughs> what yeah. was your yeah. mug the I conspiracy know. theories went, went, went. the funny thing is about that is that I've, I've used that Chelsea mug a few times you've probably used it <laughs> yeah. yourself it's I think there. it's Rob Watton's the, is uh, it actually right? is a Chelsea fan yeah. well we have these presented mugs don't we and you just some of them I mean some of them have got but the, the one I've got today has got like pink uh, pink uh, <laughs> like birds on it or something like that yeah. um, and there's this Chelsea mug that's in there but in that Draw by the over by the what you call the oasis where you get the coffees. There's also a sports direct mug, oh, and that would believe me, be that worst. would have been worse than a Chelsea yeah. mug. You know, everyone knows I'm a Newcastle fan. What do you think? But Mike, still, some fans. But Mike actually must want Newcastle to go do well, must not he? That must be the thing. Sometimes I get confused with people criticizing yeah, because so, I mean, must want them to do there's well. A, there's a whole other podcast dead, but yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole a whole load of things that fans get up. Uh, What's that glazes at Man United, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been as you know, I've been doing a lot of these Man United legends dinners recently, and. Uh, it, it, this is what I try to say to Newcastle fans as well is that a lot of football fans 
hate their owner. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's almost it, it's rarer to find a group of fans. That Jack, like Wal- the Jack Walker was probably like pretty rare in our lifetime, wasn't it? Blackburn, the fact he was a fan and he put everything into it to win. Yeah, for them yeah. To win the Gibson but, at Middlesbrough's yeah. done a lot of investment, but then they didn't spend anything this summer. There does come a point with these guys, and like they can't keep putting their own money in. But then, well, the money's so much more now than it was in the nineties, isn't it? To get to that level, you can't just be a, a well-made. Yeah, you can need to be a billionaire to, and, to do it. And, and there is a lot of me. I mean, none of us are financial experts or mathematicians. There's a lot of fans get very upset about things and they don't understand. You know, a lot of Newcastle fans are like, oh, where's all the TV money gone? A hundred million, yeah. and they, they think that's going to be spent on players. It's the salaries. But they, yeah, if you look at the salaries of the, that football club for a whole year, it is about a hundred million a year that they pay in salaries in yeah. Newcastle. So that's there. That's the TV money taken care of straight away. But then there are a whole lot of other things they get upset about. The, the sports direct advertising all around the stadium, which obviously comes free free because it's Mike Mike Ashley's club. Mm. You know, Newcastle fans will look at that and say, "Well, that commercial revenue that could be something." That's yeah. Going to go. yeah. However, it goes however, quickly in football. I think it? now it's been confirmed. I should, I should correct myself because it has now been confirmed that he's that sports direct are paying for that now. But for for a number of years, yeah, it, they weren't. But you know, again. You can't get into the intricacies of it. It's so complicated. It's beyond my. Yeah. And, and the, the the problem is with Twitter. There's someone. There's a, a lot of people who put things out there on Twitter, and people take it as gospel, and it's not always right. It's often incorrect, actually. Yeah. But people see it on Twitter, they go, "Oh my God, look at that! Look at that! Look at that!" <laughs> and they get so angry about it. But you check it through. Connect with, the dots. And it yeah, yeah, you check it through with with the football clubs, and they're like, "Well, no, that's not right. We can show you that that's not, and that's totally incorrect." And if you say that, you're actually going to be putting yourself. There in is the huge potential in Newcastle. You could make a winning club, though, isn't it? In theory, Definitely. because of the population, because you've got a town devoted, a city devoted to it, and you've got fifty thousand already that go. Definitely, and you know what? On, on, Rightly or wrongly, it, that 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 potential will not be realised. I don't think until Mike Ashley leaves the football club, mm. because the, there's there's there, there was there's been times where you thought that that ownership could swing it around, but I just think now it's gone too far. You could spend a lot of money in the Premier League and not get success. That's the problem, isn't mm. it? Because it's not guaranteed. Yeah, we're well, looking at West Ham. West yeah. Ham spent a lot of money, haven't they? And they're struggling. Yeah, Fulham last um, season got relegated. Yeah, exactly. Fulham spent a fortune, didn't they? Um, so it yeah. seems like Leicester are the benchmark, I guess, because they scout well. Because that seems to be an amazing thing, isn't it? You can get that so player recruitment. Yeah, they've done brilliant, Leicester. Absolutely brilliant. And they're flying again this season, aren't they? So how, yeah, they are. <laughs> they're up in the top three. Doing really well. They sold Harry Maguire to us and they got Sonchu now and they look yeah, just as good. Really, so, yeah. He was a great fantasy team side, <laughs> I'm sure. I, just, I, just, I didn't have much money left, so I chucked him in. He's Is he Kaglar or Chaglar? That's the, his first name. He's a sports broadcaster. Eight points every week. So, what, um, what do you, what, how are you going to bring your boy up then in terms of being a fan? Do you think you're trying to make him kind of rounded to support Newcastle, but yeah, be, be forgiven so. of other teams? And Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think just be for, yeah, you, you, you bring your kids up, don't you, to sort of be. I, 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 I don't want to instill any hatred at all in him. Mm. Um, you know, so you want you want him to be sort of understanding of other other people and understand we're all people, we're all football fans. Just because of where you're born, shouldn't you know? Yeah. You shouldn't hate someone for where they're born. It's not really <laughs> their fault. You know, you don't get to choose yeah. before. It's you like religion, up. isn't it? It's like whatever country you're born in, you tend to follow that religion. Yeah, so, yeah. because you can't you can't have hatred for people just because they were born in this certain postcode. You don't like the football. <laughs> but, um, so now for me now with my son of football, it's all about his own playing career and. Career, well, I say. Playing's yeah. still the most fun thing for us now. We play quite a few games yeah, together, yeah. five aside. Still, I like. I love being a football fan, but for me, it's still that joy of playing. Yeah, or watching, but you know, watching your kid. Definitely, play. I'm still playing. I play eleven aside as well, still, and now and there. Uh, I really enjoy that, and I'm, I'm sort of kind of keeping it going purely because I want to play with my son. That's my yeah. team. I want to play on the same team as him. As Sunday morning team. Yeah, Sunday morning team up in the northeast. That would be the dream. 
So I've we've already been dis- we discussed this on a regular basis. So he's eight now, and I'm what thirty seven. So I kind of worked out if he gets to. I, I need to 16. keep playing. Yeah, I need to keep 15, 16 playing maybe, for yeah, yeah uh, until I'm sort of into my sort of mid forties, and then we should be uh, we should be okay. So we're getting out, we're getting towards forty, Pete. It's the uh, I know it's yeah. the new thirty. Forty is definitely. <laughs> new, yeah, I thought it was the new twenty. <laughs> you, do, you do start to get a bit more tired, but you got to, you got to stay in shape for your health and everything. Pete, yeah. been a pleasure. You've got to get on air four to late, Sky Sports News. I'm here early, so I'm going to go and. Yeah, a cup of tea, but speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks, bud. Thank you guys for listening. Do uh, rate the podcast on iTunes. Hope you like that one. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you.